podcast. We're back it's again. That's oh, right. sorry. It's me, Taco Boy 1. And Taco Boy 2. Today we're going to be talking about Taco Lo-Fi. <laughs> Specifically about tacos? <laughs> That's Wait. right. I wasn't expecting you to say that that was the topic of the lo-fi music. <laughs> We're talking about lo-fidelity tacos. <laughs> AKA. It's like pixelated. <laughs> it's like the worst quality tacos that you can Low have. resolution tacos. <laughs> <laughs> it was all so clear. <laughs> and then it went lo-fi and now my tacos are blurry. Anybody who doesn't have glasses or LASIK, you're seeing life through lo-fidelity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny, I'm not wearing my glasses right now so my world is lo-fi <laughs> dang boss come on what can you i be living say? that eight bit life every day you know you know i've got to all of the time living in that's the lo-fi right. that's right got that's that eight bit blood that's a song what lyric. is that's a there's a what, song what? lyric that says something about living in the lo-fi what is that oh. I don't know. I thought you were oh, just no. like telling me you're about to write a song no, and you're no. just like, that's a song lyric. Oh, that's man. a song lyric right it, there. It is though. I recognize okay, I'll it. Look it up. Living uh, in the lo-fi of life, you said? Li- no, living living in the loaf lo-fi. The loaf I? <laughs> it's like talking about living in bread and living, living in the lo-fi. In the lo-fi. Oh. <laughs> what oh. is what is that song? It's something I don't know. about it's something I've listened to recently, and it says something about living in the lo-fi, and that's going to drive me absolutely crazy if I don't find out what that is. That's amazing. I hope we go this entire podcast, and it hits you like <laughs> right at the end, and yeah. just like wave of endorphins are going to come in. You're going to be like, oh, I the lo-fi. <laughs> this is the song. Everyone go and listen oh. to this song right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, anyways, that little that little new intro you heard is 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 a little shout out to my boy uh Taco Boy 2. That's me. Wait a second. Who That's you. Come <laughs> on, dude. What a you surprise. I, you surprised yourself with that one, I tell you. I did. I really did surprise <laughs> myself. I'll have to tell you about the experience of making that because That's this, right. Please do. Well, just dive okay. into it, man. Well, so with all of this quarantine stuff and everyone being mm-hmm. stuck in their homes, there have been a lot of companies that have been putting like their music stuff on sale mm-hmm. because they're like partially wanting to make money, but they also know that there are a lot of like home musicians stuck in their That's home right. and they're they're like running out of resources because they're making music like crazy. So <laughs> there was uh, out of <laughs> we have no more resources. <laughs> They're running out of new sounds because they're, like, they're using up my all acoustic their guitar. I can't do anything else with this stupid. I wish thing. I could tune it different or something. <laughs> if only I had more strings. <laughs> oh no! There, so there's this website that uh, that I found that, and I sent it to to you, Christian. I really did. You um, did, and I I partook. Yes, and you put you partook partaken yes, you did. partaken of it and it is called samplified and th- this is not an ad i promise this sounded like i was about to go into an That's ad right. if you want to sponsor a samplified please yeah at this point you probably should because we've already gotten quite a few packs from you but That's uh, right. basically it's different pad sounds different drum loops different drum sounds <laughs> and i finally dove into the world this week of sampling and trying to Mm. 
like program different drum noises and pad sounds to like the keyboard. And uh, mm-hmm. so today I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to record something now that I've been looking at all this. So I ended up grabbing a pad noise and I, it's, it's weird. You have to like assign it to the keyboard that you're, mm-hmm. you've plugged into your recording software and the pad already is playing a certain note, but this one wasn't labeled. It it wasn't labeled what key it was playing. And it oh, was yeah. kind of this collection of notes. So I was like, oh, I can't, I can't quite figure out where it is. But I played a C on the piano and I was like, that sounds like it's playing a C or something. It's somewhere in mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. when I put the sound on the keyboard, I programmed it to... Uh, just sit right there on the middle C or the C4. And then I would be able to change the the key along the right, you know, scale or whatever. I don't know what right. my, my words uh-huh. are saying. Well, it ended up that. that <laughs> I don't was, know what my words are saying. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what my words are saying. <laughs> what do you but speak it, with your mouth or your words? <laughs> both. Wow. Um, but it, it, it ended up that I, I played the whole riff like mm. I was playing in the key of C. And the whole mm. time I was just like, this isn't working. Like, I feel like the note I'm hitting right now is is not what it is. Like, it just sounded mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. And and ended up, I came up with this weird riff. And I was like, oh, I kind of like it. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I never thought of using that that way. So then I, I exit that and I just use a regular electric piano sound. And I hit a C chord in it. And I was like, ooh, I was not in the key of C. <laughs> and I uh, ended up that it was like an F sharp or something. Oh, beautiful. Weird. And so oh, I please. was like, well, I was like, I guess that I'll, uh, you know, I guess I'll adjust to that. So then I played the rest of it in that key that I accidentally recorded in. Oh, so you but just it, transposed to F sharp. Well, I mean, yeah, I just changed what my playing on the electric piano was going to be and mm-hmm. and kept the the uh, sample file in the same right, right, key right, right, right. and it right. ended up being that like very I don't know how to explain it but it just was something very different that I had not ever had something to sound like before mhm you know it was very so nice i sent it to <clears throat> christian and was like hey listen to this like 10 seconds of this weird thing i did mhm <laughs> So. It's very nice. It is. It's probably one of the. Thank you. Uh, I mean, best lo-fi the, amongst the people that I know that make lo-fi that I've Whoa. heard, which is not very many of us. But yes, it's, <laughs> so it's, just it's me very and good. You. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, I don't really. <laughs> we did. <it. laughs> That's it. It's better than mine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I thought yours I was better than it. mine. So. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I sent you this lo-fi song. I'm doing air quotes for oh, everyone yeah. who can't see. But it's really not lo-fi. It's, it's more not. just like yeah. super chill music that I was like, this is lo-fi. But I didn't have anything to actually make it sound lo-fi yet. Yeah. Which I, is okay. I, you have to start, you know? Well, and my thing, too, is exactly what you said. Like, this, my song is not lo-fi technically like i don't have like vinyl scratches going on and like all of this piano that sounds like it's recorded through a radio a radio oh sorry i hiccuped um (laughs) and you know like radio noises and stuff like that's what i associate with Mm lo-fi i mean i definitely pulled 
lo-fi sounds, but it's not. So, Christian, explain to me, like, how would you describe lo-fi? Give me a description. Yeah, give me your description of it. I mean, I have done a a good bit of research into lo-fi recently, and basically it used to kind of be more about being about kind of pulling things off of records and vinyls rather. And so that's where you get a low fidelity because it's not a high fidelity. It's a a lower quality (laughs) of music in general is what it's supposed to be. Hmm. Um, And so when it comes to that, it's like the idea of people would take like go into a record shop, take a random record and then they would like sample, aka record a part of whatever that record was playing, and then just create a song out of that record. <clears throat> yes. But now, normally, what you hear is kind of like lo-fi hip hop. Technically, is yeah. More, normally, or like a chill hop is what a lot of people call it as well, just because it's not actually like true lo-fi music. Mm-hmm. I would say we just kind of. We we have recently created a, a new genre of lo-fi, I would say, which I, I'm I all for. Agree. I really enjoy. Ooh, oh, sorry. well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> no, thought, it's okay. I thought you had reached that the end of your sentence. And so I tried I to, you know, <laughs> this is the end. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like the whole lo-fi thing definitely started one way and, and now it mm-hmm. kind of has it's like other styles kind of adopted noises and sounds from it and mm-hmm. and kind of like principles of lo-fi. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, I said it that way, but it kind of seemed right, but and and uh, like adapted them and put them in, you know, other styles of music. And so now it's like I guess this is lo-fi, but not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But right. You know, that's pretty up. I don't I don't even know if, I, if there is actually a true like figure of lo-fi. I'm even looking into it now, and it's really interesting because there was a trilogy supposedly of the Beach Boys <laughs> called lo-fi albums. Yeah, um, Smiley Smile, Wild oh, Honey, Friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, were a trilogy of lo-fi albums recorded mostly in Brian Wilson's makeshift home studio. The, re- yes. the albums were later referred to as components of his bedroom tapes. Yeah, you um, know, what's weird about that is like, I would not have thought about that as lo-fi, but now that you've said it, it's like I think about the fact that those those three albums, their recording quality feels very home studio. Like, And I mm-hmm. knew that he recorded them in his home studio, especially Wild Honey, because that one... That one's an interesting album. Actually, all three of them are, but they've got some really strange musical stuff going on in them. Oh, and yeah. even when you listen to the quality, you're just like, something's different about this. This doesn't feel like their studio albums for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I would not have I wouldn't have thought of that. 
Yeah. I love I it mean, when I it loops to the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like freaking Jonathan gets to talk about right. the Beach Boys again. <laughs> That's right. Oh, darn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> Bloody. <laughs> <went to, laughs> what happened there? I went, I went to say buddy and boy. And I went, buddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let me let me look at this because Brian Wilson's studio. Let me see here. Interesting. Wild, interesting, wild interesting, honey. Interesting. Well, you know, I've got this this collection already that uh, I think I got it maybe two two years ago, mm-hmm. and it is called. Um, let me find it here. Where is it? Have I lost it? No, I've got it. Uh, the Beach Boys, nineteen sixty-seven. So mm-hmm. it came out. It came out two thousand late two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. and it was all of the different takes and studio parts from uh, the Wild Honey sessions. And mm-hmm. the album is uh, like seventy songs long. <laughs> like yeah, mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah, side one is thirty-one songs. Wow. Side two is 34 songs. And it's like all of these different like acapella takes all from the year 1967. And it is really interesting. I'll have to, mm-hmm. I'll have to send that your way or something. Yeah. So um, I think basically um, for those of you that don't, I guess, listen to lo-fi music start, you know, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's very relaxing music. Typically yeah. a lot of people use it to study, um, in today's, uh, generation or era. I don't even know. What am I thinking about? I don't, anyways, <laughs> it's, um, and it typically involves, I mean, it, an overall look is very jazzy chord yeah. progressions typically, or some even would say a gospel sound sometimes, but it typically has to do with using a lot of seventh chords, whether they're dominant or minor, mm. um, as well as borrowed chords, um, which just makes for very spicy music, as <laughs> one of my professors would say, because it just like gives it that like, oh, yeah, that is. There's the spice that nice. the papa was looking for. <laughs> that's right. That's this spice. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, it, if, if you could put it in, in a form of a gif, it's the Christian Bale just going like. Ooh. Yeah. Like yeah. when he's like quickly pursing his lips and be like, Ooh, that's it. <laughs> for, I think that's um, from what is that from American Psycho? American Psycho. Oh yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, what a what a movie. <laughs> um, and so some of the things that you'll typically hear are kind of background noises are included in some forms of lo-fi, and, and a couple of people that I listen to, there's a lot of birds or hmm. like water. Or sometimes people even like clinking of dishes. That's um, one of my favorites. The the yeah. dishes thing. Yeah, I don't know. What Someone it doing is about the dishes it. in the background. Well, you know, and what's weird about it is, like other other bands have started taking like the dish clanking sound and working mm-hmm. it into their music. Like mm. I think about. Um, like, and this is by no means a lo-fi song at all. You about but to say the, Young the Giant. Well, actually, Young the Giant's a great example of that. But <laughs> I was you. about to say, uh, Coldplay, him for the weekend, they use like oh, a yeah. dish clanking noise. Yeah, and it's not lo fi at all, but the concept oh, no, behind the dishes is kind mm-hmm. of interesting. 
and yes. even bleachers on hate now, that, see, that doesn't me surprise so well. me yeah i feel like he almost has a form of lo-fi with how much he samples in his music oh for sure I mean. for sure and he even like on uh don't take the money like starts the song off with just like audio from outside of his apartment it was like traffic and people talking mm-hmm. and that was always very interesting to me that he did that mm-hmm. It's very, it's very, I think it's, there's something comforting about hearing natural noises that you would hear in like your home or outside. And once you put that into music, that's kind of meant to make you help focus or study. It's just like, they're creating more of the atmosphere that's (laughs) ironically already there. You just have headphones on. (laughs) They're like, what if we record the inside of a study hall? perfect my and next lo-fi like album called in the library you just faintly hear leaking from other people's headphones listening right. to lo-fi it's like Dude, whoa, it, would, it would totally be there wow. uh, oh yeah. my gosh good stuff good stuff and like you said jack ain't and off with bleachers he kind of he kind of definitely has a more of a lo-fi concept in a lot of his music mm-hmm. due to the sampling and and uh, it's ambience or ambiance as people mm-hmm. with culture say um, that they're adding to the music <laughs> of like this. Oh, I hear a street. I hear birds in the background. I hear uh, the pitter patter of people walking on the streets. Like it's just, random things added to it that muted conversations oh yeah where it's like like that wow yes i I guess it's technically not muted as much as muffled (laughs) muted conversations (laughs) you can sample that anytime so nice that's right that's right just that sounded a little bit more like the (laughs) the whispering (laughs) yeah the whispering sounded a little bit more like sauron speaking through the ring yeah right Oh, that kind of creeped me out <laughs> hearing both of us. I don't, like, I don't like it. I don't like that. Oh my gosh, that makes me want to do like a Lord of the Rings like lo-fi, Ooh. except not obviously with like Sauron, but just it's like, yeah. I just watched Lord of the Rings the other night. You can make it happen. That'd be fun. If you do it, (laughs) yeah. If if you do that, we'll have to post it on the Instagram page. It'll Um, take me a hot minute, but I I might just do it. If this video gets 5 million likes. Wait, this isn't a video. I know. (laughs) This isn't YouTube, Christian. Snap out of it. (laughs) Oh, man. I've been brainwashed by all the quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) The quarantine got to you. you We live in a simulation. What? So, how... Have you been? Wow, let me try that again. Dang, come on, lay him down. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get my words out. I want my right, words to say it. Uh, how has like <laughs> home recording been for you? What have you, what have you been doing? Like, how have you learned anything, or have you decided to work on anything? Kind of like, ooh, let me see what's going on here. Let me try this concept out. Let hmm. me, let me see what's happening. I think I've realized 
more than ever and this isn't anything new but it's just finally hitting me of like how much time you really do have to dedicate to crafting something Mm -hmm. um that i i have had times in my life where i've written things very quickly or easily and they've just you know i i believe like certain songs that i've written like god is blessed and so they've just been good naturally Mm -hmm. and so it's just been like what I needed in that time in my life. Whereas now it's just like, okay, like you can't just sit down and like make up a song and it actually be like a bop in 20 minutes, (laughs) you know? And it's so easy in that first like 20 to 40 minutes to get discouraged by your song. Um, because I feel like you Hmm. can really love what you're doing within 10 to 15 minutes. And then once you hit another like 20 minutes on top of that, you either hate what you're doing or you really love it. And I never push beyond that like 45 minute barrier, I might say, to actually feel out what could happen. I normally end up just being like dropping the song completely and be like, whatever. Or Hmm. just being like, I'll come back to this. And then I never come back to it. Ooh, yeah. So it's kind of like sitting down and being like, okay, like today I started working on this song and I'm like, okay, like I'm actually, I actually took about an hour and a half and just like kept working through some sounds. And like I have basically nothing formed of the song yet but i've just been Mm. working on getting some song some sounds together but also like realizing how much plugins come into doing things and helping creating a a sound that you're wanting to create um it just takes time and it's very easy um especially like in the modern era where we just everything is so fast our fast pace and new music's always being released and you're not seeing the behind the scenes of what's happening. You're not seeing how like any of the top like 50 songs you're hearing on the radio right now, how long they've been work worked on. Um, for example, like blinding lights, like that song, oh, man, um, is so, so good. And you're just like, man, like how did he come up with this? And also an entire album, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, and it's just like, I could never do anything like that. But I, I don't know how long he's been working on this song, how many people went into actually writing the song, who helped him get the sounds he had going. You know, there's there's a whole team that's probably there that, and I haven't done any research on this, so I could be wrong, but there's there's more than just that immediate release that you see of the whole album. And I know there's a part that goes into that, but I've never been exposed to that world necessarily especially in Mm. collaborating with people i've only really collaborated with two or three people at a time and that was only for like one or two songs uh, for school um Mm. and so for actually writing my own songs i found that my pride has really held me back more than i realize because i would love to release a song and be like yes i did all of this by myself please love my song, you know, and love it because it was all me rather than just bringing in someone who's going to give a fresh perspective, but it's also going to force me to have to like share the Mm. the credit. And that's been something that (laughs) is taking uh, some time to realize and, and and is helping mold me and shape me in a new direction of, of Mm. humility rather than pride and selfishness. And so for example, like that song I'm working on today, Big shout out to Blake. Mwah, mwah. Blake! Uh, that's right. Our who, boy Blake. Uh, who threw down some chords for me on his little Man. acoustic guitar. <clears throat> and I'm just going to make a song out of it, like regardless of what happens. Because nice. I want to create something and I want it to be done with the help of someone else. Because 
that helps take off a, a pressure of the creativity mm. um, because I get to be creative in a new way rather than having to come up with the entire thing. I get to go, okay, here's something that's already put together. Now, how can I use this in, in a way to make something new? Um, yeah. And that's like part of a theory that I've always had is that creativity thrives in a box um, mm. rather than always like, I understand you do need to think outside of the box sometimes, but in a true, in my mind, in a true situation where a creative is placed inside of a box with limited um, sources, the outcome is going to be greater than you just put them in an infinite room with infinite sources. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's no, he's he has no like frame of reference. Even within that infinite room, he's gonna put himself in a box, regardless. Yeah. Um, because you have to assign things that you're gonna be creative with. And, and I think that it can cause a, a sense of like overwhelming, uh, overwhelmingness. That's not what I'm looking. Feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you're saying. I I almost. Uh, I do agree with what you're saying. About, <laughs> I it's almost like, agree. It, it, it's like I almost agree, but it, it's also mm-hmm. like I don't know that I'm making like an an informed uh, right. statement. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But mm-hmm. I, I understand exactly what you're saying because, like for me, I've I've definitely written now. I think I've written like too many songs almost and i've probably <laughs> put out i've i've definitely put out some that should not have been put out because they just weren't ready you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and and i think too that that was a lot of of me putting that that on myself mm-hmm. of like man i've got to i got to do this i've got to finish right. this and i'm going to put it out and i'm going to release it because i did it you know and and in reality like it, I probably could have had something way better if I mm-hmm. had just been like, Hey, you know, Christian, check this out. What do you think? Or Blake, mm-hmm. check this out, do something <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. like, and, and that's, that's something that, you know, I'm trying to do better at like, take for example, the one I sent you today, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sent it to you and said, Hey, here's, here's something, you know, here's 15 seconds of this idea. Mm-hmm. And you and I have already had the conversation of like, is it instrumental? Is it going to have vocal parts? And like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like having the discussion of what it's going to become mm-hmm. where it's not just me sitting in a room in front of a piano, like, Hmm, I don't know what this is going to become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the conversation right. itself already helps the creativity mm-hmm. and this idea of putting someone in an infinite room, it, it, it can be like kind of a scary thing because you're like, mm-hmm a creative person a lot of times isn't also they aren't very organized is a Mm. lot of times the other part of that so if you put them in an infinite room they might have the tendency to like wander around and look forever and then never actually make anything you know Mm. so if you if you have that limit of like okay Mm -hmm. here here is your room here's your box this is what you have to work with Mm. then you're probably going to have a result earlier too than mm-hmm. if you put them in this infinite space you're talking about for sure mm. so yeah. yeah and and so it's and 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 on that it's not that like which what you make in the end isn't good just because you're asking someone you know right it's, it's it doesn't devalue your your creation or whatever your work is because this isn't only just specific to music this is everything and 
it's it's you wanting to embedder your product by bringing in a second opinion or a third yeah. opinion or someone else's ideas and their creativity and realizing that bringing in someone else's creativity doesn't lessen what you've already done um because i feel like that is almost I mean, a way that I thought for a while for sure, but I was wondering mm. if it's kind of like how society also like teaches us is just like, if you can't do it on your own, if you need help, then what you did wasn't good enough. And it's not a matter mm. of like what you did wasn't good enough. It's a matter of like, it was good. And now it's going to be even better because it, of well, It's going to be something different. That's right. the and thing. It's, it's and like, it, it's a completely different thing now. Right. But it's still not your, your work is not Dep- the value is not depreciated. Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. that right? Depreciated is the yeah. word. It hasn't yeah, gone the down value, in value. Yes, it, it doesn't go down in value. And if anything, it goes up because you're adding someone else's. You know, I, yeah. I don't I don't know how to say it where it's not like offensive, but like that's the idea. <laughs> and I think that like a lot of our culture today very much discourages getting kind of help sometimes and in, in certain yeah. things and that it's like you were weak. You weren't able to do it. Um, and, and getting help isn't bad at all. In fact, like that's the entire <laughs> actually purpose of the church. And to be honest, like if you think yeah. about it as like, you're not going to be good enough to do this alone. You do need help, but your giftings and what you're good at isn't devalued because you need mm. someone else's giftings in a different way. You know, right. we're all part of that same body and that body is still, um, of Christ, you know, and, and so it's, like and it's different parts of the body too. That's the thing is like, right. You, you have different giftings like you're talking about. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's really funny. Cause we, I definitely didn't think we'd be here or I that these realizations like, would come Whoa. out of nowhere. Yeah. I know my mind's like, wow, this is really I, cool. <laughs> we literally, by the way, to everyone, everyone listening right now at the beginning of this, literally what happened is, we start recording. Well, before we even start recording, I look at Christian. I'm like, so you did like the, you like the little song I sent you. And he was like, yeah, it had a good lo-fi sound. We should talk about lo-fi music. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right. And we hit record. And here mm-hmm. we are. We've, we've now, we're now deep in it, fellas, fellow taco right. boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so go ahead. Oh, oh sorry. Well, I was, I was going to say, I think I had that, that realization last last fall i i mm. think is when it was because i literally everything i've ever done that was written you know mm. like that wasn't a cover i've pretty much done by myself you know mm. you and i we have done covers together but we've never written a song together not really and Mm-mm. And that wasn't ever like an intentional thing on either of our parts. We literally just never did it. And Mm -hmm. whenever I wrote something, it just kind of happened that I wrote it. And I was like, well, I guess I'll do everything now. (laughs) 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 And and so last last year, I was working on that album that I had been working on for a few months. And I literally was like, I'm at a complete creative halt. Like mm-hmm. I have nothing, I have nothing for this moment in this song. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. And then I ended up, I, Blake mentioned like, Hey, what if you did this on it? And I was like, well, how about what if you did that? Because you're a better guitar player than me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I ended up, uh, he like 
came to the house one day and then just like put this one guitar part in the song and like listening to the song with and without it. It's, it's two completely different experiences Mm. and it was a part that I wouldn't have thought of. And, Mm. and so in that sense, I, I like learned a lesson where I was like, man, this song that I love so much now and is like one of my favorites that I've ever done. Like mm. it, it would not have been this without me asking someone else for help on it. Mm. And like that, that was totally fine. It made the song better than what it would have been just for me. And so for like the rest of that album, I would just send Blake things and be like, what do you think of this? And he'd be like, put this here, put this here. And so by the time I ended up putting it up, I secretly put him as the producer of the album. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was, I don't know this year. I'm, I'm a little more like, I'm a little more ready to like send things to people and be like, let's work on something, you know, yeah. see what this mm-hmm. is about. Yeah. I think it's, <clears throat> it's definitely been helpful um, to have a brother who is in the freelancing world. Um, because oh, he, yeah. it, it, that's helped me think in a different way recently. Um, and I remember cause I helped him with a couple of just like little articles, um, over last summer. And I remember him telling me at some point during the time of like how as a creative or even as like working uh, with articles and such, you always would like to put out your best content. But it's the reality of like, as long as you are consistently putting out good content, it's always going to take you farther than putting out your best sporadically. Hmm. Um, And that's because like when it comes to making your best, you're always way harder on yourself and stricter with everything. And so you end up even not even putting out stuff sometimes just Hmm. because it's not like the best it could be when really like the best that you have it in your mind is already what other people think of it. You know, like Mm -hmm. at least the good that you've made is already the best that other people are hearing. They're like, wow, this is great. Yeah. And that comes with like being like, okay, like not everything I'm going to do sometimes is going to be the best, but that's also when bringing in other people enables it to be to that level of where you're like, man, like this is it. Like Blake, when you played that dang electric and you just, (laughs) (laughs) We got to have Blake on here. Dude. I know my gosh. <laughs> um, when you played that and it's just, you said you're like, it, it was like a whole new song. Yeah. You know? And, and at that point you're just, it's just opening in a whole nother creative Avenue for you to drive down basically and be like, Oh my goodness, where is this actually going? Where can we actually get to at the end of this album or at the end of this song? You know? Yeah. And I think that goes, I mean, what you were talking about with your brother, you know, I've, I've done some writing barely like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like every time I end up looking at it and I'll be like, like, I'm not talking songwriting. I'm talking about like just writing in general. Every time you look at it and you're like, I could pick this apart for weeks. And, and then it's like, I'll hand it to Kristen or something and be like, Hey, read this. And she'll be like, Oh, I thought that was great. And I'll be like, what? (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) I thought this was what I just wrote. I'm sorry. (laughs) And and it's so it's so true with like music too, mm. because I mean, now don't get me wrong. I've written some trash songs, <laughs> <laughs> like straight up. You can go find them and they're still there, but it's like, <laughs> I, 
I always have to remind myself like, ah, like I'm my own worst critic for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to hear that one weird thing my voice mm. did in it or that one guitar note that was a little different. Like I'm always going to hear that. But then it's like you play it for someone else who they're not looking at it from like the same context that you are. They're they're going to just hear the song pretty much. You know, like, yeah. like you've, you've sent me things and been like, Hey, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, this is fantastic. And you're like, really? <laughs> and, and, you're, and you're like, really? It is. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, it's really oh, good. Like, I don't know what to tell you and I have no advice for you, but there it is. That's uh-huh. it's good enough. And so right. like, I, I think it's easy to beat ourselves up because we mm-hmm. always want to strive for that, like that perfect song where we got all the way through it without any weird voice warbles or whatever we want to call them Mm -hmm. or like we Mm -hmm. you know hit this piano note just barely out of time like oh i could have done better let me delete the whole track and re-record it and then suddenly Mm -hmm. you've lost like a really good track recording of it right but i mean it's definitely a balance and I was about to say, that's the beauty of lo-fi is all of those oh. things are exactly in lo-fi. <laughs> yeah. You want the voice warbles. You want the out-of-time piano. <laughs> Just They're like, it's fine. It's fine. Basically, it is. for it's, anyone it's, who's like not a perfectionist. <laughs> dude, it's, it's such a good like starting point, I feel, is because like it's already low quality. Like the point is to just produce <laughs> as you are now. Yeah be creative and then just like throw a couple filters over top of it. So it sounds vinyly, you know, and just be like, Hey, I made this song. And most of the time it's going to be actually pretty dang decent, you know? And I think that this is also just like you said, it's already low quality or it's, it's already this. I mean, it's literally leaning into what home recording is. It's just Mm -hmm. leaning into the fact that, we don't have studios, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, mm-hmm. w- you and I, over the years, we've like gradually built things and like gained new equipment or whatever. And it like helps, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not sitting in a like soundproofed room with <laughs> like just all of this stuff and like a glass window over there where I see the sound engineer looking at me, giving me like the thumbs up. Like it's, <laughs> it's like I'm sitting in a spare bedroom right now. Yeah. Looking at a shade across from me. That's on the window looking outside. Like I, it's, it's not, we're not professionals is what we're saying. <laughs> so, I would love it. If you just <laughs> drew a face on the lampshade, <laughs> put some headphones on it, like yeah, gave him a little thumbs up. It's like, thanks for being my guest, Lampy. (laughs) He's our sound producer. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Just like put a little paper thumbs up. That's what I was saying. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I have have like two bottles of root beer right here. And I'm like, cheers, Lamp. (laughs) (laughs) And he just sits there just smiling at you, still thumbs up. You're like, thanks. I'm I'm like, you don't want the rest of that boiling root beer? I'll finish it for you. (laughs) Oh, man. Take one for the team. Don't even get me started on boiling root beer. It is so good. But anyway. um, (laughs) I thought that was definitely going to go into you talking about lamps for a little bit. (laughs) Well, I mean, I do like lamps. Don't even get me started. I love lamps. I was about to say, you really missed a quality reference there. (laughs) I love lamp. I really like lamp. 
<laughs> we just continue moving on. <laughs> yeah, I love lamp. Are you? Do you I'm really sorry? love the lamp, or are you just saying things in the room and saying you love them? Uh, anyway, I love uh, lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. So yeah, lo-fi music. It's just like leaning into the fact that we can't achieve exactly studio quality stuff but even that is starting to change a lot with the home recording stuff Mm. like i I mean it's gotten to this point where you can get you know like a like a less than 100 hundred dollar microphone and you know get a xlr to usb converter Mm -hmm. and if you have a mac or like a computer, you can get like a free recording software or GarageBand and, and just do like an acoustic song, add some reverb to that puppy. And it's like, you just, you just recorded something mm, and it is. that already is quite the accomplishment compared to, you know, we talked about a few episodes ago, like, you know, it used to be, you had to go to a recording studio to do just that. Right. But now mm-hmm. you can do something like that simply at home. You could do it on your phone literally yeah like it's it's you've done several songs i feel like on your phone but i i did the whole last album on my phone dude yeah <laughs> the whole thing yeah. and I so can't it's just like that. you can do stuff on your phone and it's really cool like and i feel like we touched on this the other week but just right now because of everyone being quarantined and all that it's the time to put yourself out there because yeah. like I mean, first of all, like Jimmy Fallon and Conan and all of them are doing things from home. And so like their quality is actually kind of diminished, but it's just raw and it's and it's and it's just pure quality. You know what I'm saying? It's and just so we're, different. we're already in an era right now, a time rather, where putting out stuff as it is, is going to be accepted more than it would be last year. Or who knows when. And I feel like that's kind of more of a time that we're entering. It's just like genuine creativity is being accepted again, you know, rather than just like an overproduced lie, I guess, sometimes. Or just an overproduced song that's just like so overdone. You're like, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's uh, it's just the pursuit of perfection that we won't Ooh. achieve. yeah seriously it's a little strong (laughs) no but it's good because it's just like we all it feels good to know you got something perfect you know if we can say that you know because in our mind there is a form of perfection that we can achieve here on earth and we are constantly like searching for that and the reality is like what we're already making or what you could be making or what you are making is already like good you know yeah and i think the other thing i've learned through all of this too is like just taking my time you know Mm -hmm. not rushing it like Mm -hmm. it's it's something that you can like revisit like no one is no one is like banging at the doors of our house and like release the music release it right (laughs) now you know like we (laughs) We're okay. I mean, apart from this podcast, they, everyone yeah, always well, wants this podcast. You know, the people want what the people want, and, and that's we can't, right. You we can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, we only say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, okay. Now, take for example, even if we just look at this podcast, I I've right. gone back and listened to just our first couple of episodes. 
and yeah. you hear the sound quality and you're like, what were we doing? Like, what, <laughs> what happened? That's and, hilarious. And, you know, now it, it, we've gotten it to where it sounds better. Like it by mm-hmm. no means sounds like we're in a recording booth for podcasts or radio, but it's no. like we've we've gotten it down and we've added some new pieces of technology that help mm-hmm. out. And, and that's okay. Like we're mm-hmm. we're able to do what we need to do with it and do it at a quality that's good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like taking time to do that. You know, mm. giving yourself the benefit of the doubt. Ooh. I don't know why I'm saying the everything bod. like I'm a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself I, the bod. <laughs> yeah, give your, give your bod. But it's like... <laughs> give you- what? What did Give I your just bod say? the bod. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one, take that out of context, please. But, um, so, yeah, like, I, sorry, my brain completely lost it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh my god! Uh, Go on. Uh, I, I don't even remember what happened. I lost the benefit all of, of the throw. doubt. Oh, was... I was saying, I don't know why I'm saying everything like a, uh, like a motivational radio speech, <laughs> like, well, because I was like, by. give yourself. And then I would like pause and be like the benefit, benefit of, the, of doubt. the doubt of the doubt. You're your doubt. own worst critic. That's right. When you look in the mirror, who do you see? <laughs> We're striving for this one thing called perfection sanctification (laughs) the process of becoming more like jesus that's right (laughs) it's happening whether you think it is or not (laughs) i like finish that and you just hear my based upon (laughs) you (laughs) it's like i totally rip off delilah's uh theme song from the radio it's just like thank you for listening Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was weird. I was like, they just sang her name. Like that someone wrote that jingle for her. Right. They're yeah, like basically. <laughs> it's, it's like Delilah walks in, it's like, can someone please write me a jingle? And they're like, Yeah, uh Delilah. Oh man! Anywho, my gosh, I love how much that's getting. <laughs> I don't know why it just makes me laugh to think I about know, some but guy that's like how we're gonna end our podcast. The no. Taco Boys, the Taco Boys. That was a little. I don't know what that little. I don't know. I was like, wait, did you just end our podcast? <laughs> Because usually we'll like one of us will sing it out and then all of a sudden we'll be like, yeah, and we'll yeah. end it. And so you did that, and my brain was like, it's the end. Was that it we clicked end of recording? It. Oh, yeah, gosh, stop recording. That's uh, right. We never stop. Hey, I Christian. Think it's, ooh, uh-oh. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, where'd you get off those tacos? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, no, it's the ad again. <laughs> Well, ever since I used Anchor. <laughs> Did you say Anchor and Braille? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Why don't what you, you going to say? I was just going to say, today in closing on the podcast, would you scat us out with a lo-fi beat? 
oh my gosh, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> I don't even know, but it's not my problem. <laughs> Low quality. Low quality <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this lo-fi episode of the Taco Boys. We have been your boys. Please go follow us on Instagram. Rate the podcast five stars. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We got some good ones happening. So we will uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>